Bible and turn to Proverbs chapter 31. Proverbs 31, probably a typical passage that you would expect to look at on, a, on Mother's Day. This, this passage in Proverbs 31 really is all about women and, uh, and really the, the benefit that they are to us and to society and, and to our lives. And, and, and we're so thankful for them. Um, in an old Peanuts strip, Peppermint Patty and Violet are, are reflecting on being a grandmother. And of course, they're not grandmothers, but they're talking about it. And, you know, after Patty says that she would like to be a grandmother, Violet agrees with her. And she said, you know, it would really be nice because all they have to do is sit around and rock. Right? Which is obviously it's not quite the case, but that's how they perceived it anyway. And then they decide that the trouble with being a grandmother is that you have to be a wife and then a mother first. And Violet sighs and she says, I know, it's all about the preliminaries that get me. It's all those preliminaries that get me. Gypsy said, if we're ever to beat the devil, we must beat him with the cradle. And honestly, since the, you know, that statement is, is very true, and since the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand of motherhood, then mothers really hold uh, so, so much influence. They really hold the supreme opportunity of moving the world for God. Uh, Lord Shaftesbury of England said, give me a generation of Christian mothers and I will undertake to change the face of English society in 12 months. Abraham Lincoln said, the greatest lessons I ever learned were at my mother's knee. I remember as a child, my mother teaching us the importance of, of serving God, the importance of staying away from drinking and, and gambling and smoking and, and all of those other things. And you know, there's, there's some times when I ride with officers in the department or we go to a different event or something like that and I tell them, you know, I've never had a drop of alcohol in my life. I've never smoked a cigarette, never done any of those kind of things and they're shocked. Can't believe that somebody would have been raised that way. But I, honestly, I attribute a lot of that to, to my mother and, and to my father. He was the same way, but, but to my mother. Uh, you know, dads are, are often off at work and they have to. I mean, that's part, of, that's part of the responsibility of being a caregiver and being the, being the, the head of the home and so on. But uh, it's the mother who's there all day, every day, that's, that's really teaching and training the kids and raising them up. And, and, and that's why so many people attribute their, their spirituality or their lives today to having a godly mother because they, they have so much influence over those things and over their children in, in particular. We're here celebrating Mother's Day. This is a day that, that, that should be more than just recognizing all the mothers that are present. It should be more than just having dinner for your mother or with your mother. It should be more than, than giving flowers and cards to, to our mothers. We have to understand that it's more than saying, Mom, I love you. Because it, we have to realize and recognize that motherhood is at the top of the list of importance for God. Uh, Proverbs chapter 31 really tells us that. But I'm, I'm not going to read the entire passage for the sake of time, but I want you to look at a couple different verses with me, and we can start there in verse number 10. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. Verse 15. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. Verse 21. She is not afraid of the snow for her household for all her household are clothed with scarlet. Verse 25. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children will rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. See, motherhood is an office that's appointed by God. A, a community or a nation can be no stronger than its mothers. 
History shows us that almost all the greatest workers for God had godly mothers. And I'm not saying that, that somebody that grew up with a mother that was not godly cannot go on to do something for God. It's, it's always possible. Any, anything with God is possible. But the chances of somebody growing up and living for God who had a godly mother goes up exponentially. Uh, Dale Moody said that all that he had accomplished in life was due to his mother. Dale Moody shook two continents, won millions of people for Jesus Christ. And he said everything he had accomplished was due to his mother. Robert Moffat, he was a missionary. He said it was his mother's influence that led him to be a missionary. He's one of the greatest missionaries in Africa. Uh, Daniel Webster, the one that wrote the, the Webster's Dictionary and, and, and the thesaurus and all of those other things that he did, was, was a very well-known Christian. He attributed his masterful use of the English language to his mother. Mothers, mothers and motherhood is an office that's appointed by God, and it's a responsibility that every mother has to take with all seriousness. To look at motherhood with any other objective is to lower the position that God gave to motherhood. And sometimes I hear people ask the question, so what do you do? And, and the answer will be, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. That's not something that is just anything. That's tremendous responsibility and a tremendous honor. And so today is the day that we honor mothers, but, but since moms are used to giving, then I want to share three things with you this morning of the many things that we could talk about that, that mothers can give their children. Mothers are used to that anyway, right? But let's kind of focus it on a few things, look at a few passages this morning, and talk about a giving mother. Let's pray, and we'll look at a couple things quickly this morning. Father, we love you, and we thank you so much for how good you are to us. I thank you for my mom. I thank you for the moms that are here that are represented today, and so many, so many children that are here that are in church because they had a mother that was a godly mother, a mother that, that either encouraged them to be in church or prayed for them, and we're here today because of that. And so, God, I pray that you would help us this morning as we open your word and look at a few things here, particularly for mothers, God. I pray that it would be something that would be a help to us, something that would, help, would encourage us to continue living for you and to continue uh, in the position that you've given each mother here this morning. Thank you for all that you do for us in Jesus' name. Amen. First thing I want you to, to see here is that a mother can give your time. Mothers should give their children their time. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, 54% of children under the age of six years old eat breakfast with their mother every day, and 79% of them eat dinner with their mother every day. That's not a bad statistic, and I know that's young. I mean, you know, it's probably less as the kids get older, maybe, but, but that's, that's, a, that's, that's a tremendous thing to see that. If you allow it, that time can be the most special part of your day. There's a good chance, even though it may not appear to be, that it's the most special part of their day as well. Uh, the world is getting busier by the minute, and the tendency for a lot of mothers is to pursue a, their career over their children. And, and I'll tell you what happens, and, and honestly, it's so saddening to see that, that, that so often kids get stuffed into a daycare, and the daycare workers end up raising the children, when honestly, they don't care about the children. They, you know, I mean, too, relatively they do, but they're there to, to, to earn a living and to make a paycheck, right? At the end of the day, it's the responsibility of the parents. They're watching your kids for you while you go off and make a career and everything else. And again, I'm not saying that it's wrong to have a career. I'm not, I, I understand that situations change, things happen in life, people have to work, and there are times when children have to go into a daycare. I understand that. But what I'm saying is, if you can, and if there's any way that it's possible, make time for your children. A couple years ago, the Associated Press surveyed young people between the ages of 13 and 24 about family. And... You might be surprised at the results because 73% of those that were between 13 and 24 years old said that spending time with their family makes them the happiest of anything that they do in life. Spending time with their family. 
29% of those that they, that they surveyed listed their mother as their hero. And I know sometimes, especially when kids are growing up, they may not treat their mothers the way that they should. They may not, they may not value their mothers the way that they should. It's easy to forget the role, though, that mothers play in the lives of their family and in the lives of their children. Because sometimes others don't adequately express how important you are to them. And, and I think we all fall into that category sometimes. We don't, we don't express our love enough, especially between 13 and 24 years old. It's not until you get older and you look back and you realize, boy, look what I had. Look what, I, look what, look what my kids, look what I have that I'm trying to give to my kids now. But don't take their silence the wrong way and don't let them prevent you from continuing to be ever present in their lives. Give them your time. See, your, your kids don't, don't, don't mind having the stuff that your job brings, uh, uh, you know, brings to them, but, but if it came down to it, they would rather have you than anything else. And, you know, when I was growing up in a family of 10 kids, we didn't have a lot. I mean, we, didn't, we, didn't, we weren't poor. We weren't dirt poor and living in a hut with, a, with a, dirt, you know, a, a dirt room or something like that. But we didn't have a lot. You got 10 kids, and you spread out whatever you make over 10 kids. There's not a lot left for everybody else, right? Uh, we didn't have the best of everything, but my mom was there for us. She dropped us off at, at, at school, and she was there to pick us up from school, and she was constantly back and forth from sports practices and, and picking, us up, you know, picking us up late from away games and, and uh, you know, different practices, dropping us off and picking us up in the wee hours of the morning after we got back from some kind of activity or something like that. And, but that was her life. My dad was there for us as well, and, and you know, he owned his own business. That kept him from, um, from, it kept him busy, but some of the fondest memories that I have of growing up is watching my mom and dad walk into the gym when we were getting ready to start playing a basketball game. Watching my mom and dad walk up on the soccer field and, and, and sit down in the bleachers as the game was getting ready to start. They were there for us. And I know so it was a sacrifice in a lot of ways. And thankfully, my dad owned his own business. He could kind of move his schedule around and whatever else. But I'm telling you what, we didn't have a lot growing up, but I would rather have them there than have anything else added to what we had growing up. I would rather live in a tiny little house. Well, we did live in a tiny little house. We had four of us in one room. We had two bunk beds in one room, two bunk beds in another room, and then another bunk bed in, in, in one. There was four, four, and two. That's how we slept. Uh, but I'm telling you, I'd rather have that and have my parents there and be present than have anything else that, oh, my mom works this great job. My dad works this great job. They make tons of money. We live in this beautiful, fancy house. And look at all the stuff we have. I'd rather have my parents. I'd rather have my mother than anything that they can give me because of, of working and everything else. And I'm always amazed at the amount of time that my wife spends with our kids, reading books to them and, and you know, playing outside in the yard. And, and uh, a lot of times the, the cleaning and the book work is, is, is done late at night so that she can spend time with our children. And it's so important. It's so important. I'm not saying that you're sinning if you work outside the home, but what I'm saying is you need to spend more time with your children. When your career is over and you're looking back on, on your life, you'll wish you had spent more time with your kids. I don't think there was ever any person that, you know, to my knowledge, who reflected on, back on their life and they said, I wish I had spent less time with my children and more time at work. But I've known a lot of mothers who look back and said, I wish I had spent more time with my children and not as much time at work. Uh, you only get 18, 20, 25 years with your children. And then you have the rest of your life to yourself. Make it count while you can. Make it count while you can. One of these days, they'll be gone. Countless hours of, of peekaboo and other games slowly took their toll on one mother. 
And one evening, she smacked her, her bare toe on the corner of the dresser, and, and she just she had already had a rough day, and, and that was just kind of the, the culmination of all of it. And she sunk to the floor, and she grabbed her foot, and tears started coming down her eyes. And her husband kind of heard the commotion and, and went running into the bedroom to see what happened. And she looked at her husband, and, and through those tear-filled eyes, she managed to, to moan, it's the piggy that ate the roast beef. <laughs> your time makes a huge difference in the life of your kids. Give them your time. But number two... Give them your encouragement. Several years ago, a, a, a guy by the name of Don Baber honored his mother by posting an auction on eBay. And the title of that eBay auction was Best Mother in the World. And he promised that the winning bidder would get an email, a personal email from his mother, Sue Hamilton. And he promised that the email would, quote, make you feel like you're the most special person on the earth. And that bidding started at $1. And by the time that auction closed a week later, the winning bid was $610. Can you imagine that? That's, that's how important words of encouragement are. Somebody was willing to pay $610 to get an email from a mother that was going to make them feel the most special in the world. That's, that's what encouragement does, though. Every, everybody wants to feel like they're the most special person on the earth. And every woman here has the power to do that for their children. These are, these are people that God has placed in your path whom you can give that gift to. Uh, it's, it, it, mothers have the power to encourage their children more than anyone else in the world. My mom was great at encouraging us. She was one of, she was one of my biggest cheerleaders, not, not just in school and when I was playing games and everything else, but even after that, when we were getting this church started and all those other things. And uh, By the way, I, I preached a part of this message uh, back in 2017 before most of you were here. And I was going back and, and kind of changing some things and, and reworking some different parts of the message and adding some things, taking some things out. And I had that phrase in there, and I had to change is to was. My mother is my greatest cheerleader is what I wrote in 2017. Not realizing that just a year later, it was going to change to my mother was the greatest cheerleader that I ever had. What a difference a year makes. And that's why I'm saying it's so important that you spend the time with them now. They may not be here. You may not be here. But give them that encouragement. You have the ability to give them that encouragement. And as the mother, honestly, as the father too, but as the mother, that encouragement means more to them than it does from anybody else. It means more to them that, than, than almost anything else that anybody could ever give them. Why do you think it is that when a camera swings around to a professional ball player, one of the most common things they say is what? Hi, Mom, right? Why do they say that? Because their mother was the encouragement that got them to where they were. And you see so many times, and, and you know, so many times these professional athletes, you know, when, when they make it big, they go and buy their mom a house, right? Or they buy her the car that she's always wanted. Because she sacrificed to give them what they have. She sacrificed to encourage them to follow their dreams and to keep doing the things that they're doing. And I know that's from a secular standpoint, but mothers can encourage their children more than just about anybody else can. Mothers have such tremendous power to do that. And the truth is, whether you're a mom or not, you've got someone in your life that you're close to. Someone to whom you could say, I want to make that person feel like the most important person in the world. It could be a husband to a wife. It could be a wife to a husband. It could be a father to their children. Or it could be a friend to another friend or somebody. But you have somebody that you can make feel like the most important person in the world. Do it the first chance you get. I realize that today is the day for mothers, the day that, that mothers and women are to be honored. But I challenge you to start thinking today of the extra steps that you can take to make that person in your life feel special.
but especially from others. You have that ability, you have that privilege of making those feel the most important in your life. Give them your time, give them your encouragement, and lastly, and honestly, most importantly, I saved the most important for last, is give them a great spiritual start. Make sure that you're saved so you can lead your children to Christ. Boy, the saddest thing would be for a mother to go through life having not known Jesus Christ as her own personal Savior. Because what's going to happen is, obviously, you want your kids to grow up and be moral. You want your kids to grow up and be in church. You want your kids to grow up and be spiritual. But you're just spinning wheels if you're trying to teach your children how to be good people. If you're just trying to teach your children how to be moral people. If you're just trying to teach your kids how to be spiritual people when you don't have the first step taking care of yourself. Nothing you can do for your children is as important as leading them to Jesus Christ. Years ago, a, a young mother was making her way across the hills of South Wales, and she was carrying her tiny baby in her arms, and kind of just out of nowhere, a blinding blizzard blew up, and she never reached her destination. When that blizzard had subsided, her body was found by searchers who, obviously, people had known that she was out there and was on her way somewhere else, but they found her body underneath a mound of snow. But they discovered that before her death, she had taken off all of her outer clothes and wrapped those clothes around her baby, and then she used her body to shield her baby from that snow. And since the time between when she went missing and when they actually found her body was short enough, they actually found the baby alive underneath the body of that dead mother. She had sacrificed her life for the sake of her child. It's hard to imagine that kind of love, but that's exactly what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. We're sinners. Romans 3.23 makes that very clear. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But Romans 6 verse 23, the wages of sin is death, but the gifts of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, John 3.16 really embodies all of that love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's what he did for us. Same way that mother gave her life for her child, and that's just in a physical way. That's just a, it's a, it's a, a, you know, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. That's a tremendous touching story. But Jesus Christ did it willingly, same way that mother did. Jesus Christ did it sinlessly, which is something that no other person could do. He laid down his life so that we can be saved, not because of our works, not, not, not because we can work our way to heaven or any of those things, but because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. Not of works, lest any man should boast. A mother can understand that love because they show it on a daily basis. But then you show them how to live by your example. It's, it's important that you know Jesus Christ is your Savior. That's the first step. But then after that, you can't just tell them, you need to live right, you need to do right. You, you have to live by example. A mother can tell her children to do what is right, and she should, but a godly mother will point her children to God by the force of her example as much as by the power of her words. Turn over to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. And as you're turning over there, I want to read to you in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 5. Timothy said this, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. I said Timothy said that. Paul said that about Timothy. But Timothy had a godly mother and a godly grandmother. And Paul said, look at the example. You, you have those godly examples that you could and should follow. And I see that same thing in you. But he said this in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 14. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Now he's saying, this is important. The things that you've learned is important, but you have a life that you're watching. 
The things that they say is not just things that they say. They're living that same life. It's important that you follow it because you, you know who taught those things to you. He says in verse number 15, And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. There's no greater heritage that you can give your children than the heritage of a godly mother. But then you ought to be praying for your children as well. I won't ask you to turn there for the sake of time, but Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 6 says this, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret, and thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. You wonder, how can, how can people raise children that grow up and live for God? This world is so crazy, and there's so much outside influence and everything else. I'll tell you how. It's because of godly mothers that spent time in their prayer closet. It's because of godly fathers that spent time in their prayer closet. It might have been in a time when the world was not watching them. It might have been a time when nobody knew that that's what they were doing, but they were praying for their children. And the Bible says that God that seeth in secret shall reward them openly. A godly mother is a praying mother. And I'm not saying that if you don't pray that, you're, that there's no way that you can be godly, but I don't, I don't understand how you can be. Because you need to get a hold of God on behalf of your children. You can try to do everything right. You can teach them the right things. You can teach them the difference between right and wrong. You can have them in church. You can do all of these other things. But only God can help your children grow up and live right. And that only happens when we have mothers who pray. So many, so many people, so many godly people that have lived and died and have done great things for the cause of Jesus Christ have attributed their spiritual success to a godly, praying mother. That's something that you can very easily give to your children that would make more of a difference than anything else that you can hand them physically. Nothing will keep them on the path of righteousness like a praying mother. I'm not a mother, but I had a good one. And I've lived with the best one for the last 16 years, 12 of those that she spent as a mom. And from my observations, I wrote this poem from a mother's perspective. It's hard to say just how I feel at this point in my children's lives. I want to say I enjoy it all, but I'm just not sure I'll survive. Cook and wash, feed and bathe, what else can I add to the list? Can it be possible that one day soon all those things will be missed? I feel like I need to be Superman to do the work of a mother. I'm looking for more things to take on today. Please give me another. It's hard to handle the constant mess. I just can't keep up the pace. But then I see the innocent joy when I behold that smiling face. Slave and work, pray and cry, and when I'm about to go numb, they say the sweetest and kindest things like, hey, I love you, Mom. On second thought, I've changed my mind. I guess it's worth all the stress. Because what would I do if I didn't have them, if I couldn't clean up a mess? What would I do without their smiles, without messed up hair to comb? How would I feel with no kids to help? It sure would be lonely at home. I'd miss all the games, the books, the tears if I had no kids to look after. I'd miss all the love they share from their hearts. I'd miss all the squeals of laughter. To sum it all up in a single word, I guess the one that's the best is though I still face the work of a mom, I am supremely blessed. 
Well, moms, we want to honor you today for your contribution you've made in our lives and in the life of this church. We would not be here today if it were not for mothers in more ways than one. But on this special day, I wanted to encourage you to stay the course. Life gets rough. It would be great if life was just a little cookie-cutter thing that you could, this is what you're supposed to do in this situation. This is what you do next. This is where you go next. This is how you make this work and how you make that work. But life is not a cookie-cutter situation. So we need wisdom. We need help. But you have the power to make a difference in the lives of those that God has placed in your care. Continue to do what you do. Give them your time. Give them your encouragement. Give them a great spiritual start. You just never know how God's going to use that in the life of your children. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Again, we thank you so much for your goodness to us. More of a talk today, I guess, than a message. More of, a, more of a, an encouragement for the mothers that are in here to continue doing the things that they're doing. I'm so thankful for the mother that you gave me. So thankful the mother, for the mothers that we have here in this church. But God, I pray that you'd help us to have our priorities in the place where they belong. Pray that you'd help us to, even as fathers, take heed to these things as well. They need our time. They need our encouragement. They need a great spiritual start. It's up to, it's up to us to lead them in the paths of righteousness. But we need your help. So God, I pray that you'd help each mother, each parent in here this morning that is trying their best to live for you, trying their best to raise their children for you. I pray that you'd help us to throw all of our strength, throw all of our weaknesses, throw everything that we are on you. And God, I pray that you'd help us to raise up godly children that will go on to do great things for the cause of Jesus Christ. Thank you for all that you do for us in Jesus' name. Amen.